from the brilliant minds of Hipster at Home, you're listening to We Should Start a Band, a podcast about the trials and tribulations of being suitably hipster. Welcome back to We Should Start a Band, a podcast where we're not experts, just highly opinionated. I'm Heritage Avocado Toast, and I'm joined by Cold Brew Kombucha and Retro Denim Jacket. Today, we'll be discussing our favorite late night or early morning foods to consume after a night of raucous drinking. We all know that hydrating is the number one priority, but we like to pair that rejuvenating water with some greasy food. So join us as we stumble home, throw off the heels, and tuck into that overpriced late night sustenance. It's usually overpriced. Yeah. Maybe not your late night pizza slice. Maybe that's reasonable. Ugh, I love a good $1 slice. <laughs> yeah, so that would be the the first counterpoint to the... Uh, the, the general theme, but uh, I think that's mostly only in New York City as far as U.S. and U.K. goes. Hold on. We do actually have a follow-up. What? Yeah. Do so, we? yes. So we discussed the, is it the Mandela effect? Mm-hmm. Yes. With Tony the Tiger and his stripes? Sudden, SSDD, sudden distemporal delusion disorder or something, something. But... It actually is his nose. Oh. Wow. Because I was thinking when I was editing, no, no, his no, his stripes are definitely black. There's no way we all would have collectively missed that. His nose is blue, and everyone thinks it's black. Mm. Well, that's logical, because tigers' noses, are they black? I think so. The first research department of the night. <laughs> Two minutes in, and we already don't know what we're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just thinking, house cats are typically a pink. Yeah, although sometimes black. Okay, so I am looking at four images of tigers. And all of them are Tony the Tiger. They have, um, we'll get to that in a minute, but these are all (laughs) real tigers. Um, They seem to have a combination of all black, or the inner nostril is black. But the front, like, Y-shaped of the nostrils is pink. Oh, okay. So it seems to be kind of both. But not blue. Blue is not a naturally occurring color on a... No. Why would they make Tony the Tiger's nose blue if the box is blue? Like, it just kind of looks like he got green screened out of a nose. I think it's to set it apart from his stripes, because I think his stripes do run into his nose. Yeah, and as far as coloring goes, you can do a lot more shading on a blue than you can on a black. I'll be honest, I'm looking at a lot of these. I've I've never noticed it being blue, but now that I see it, it looks really, really weird. It's really blue. It it is. It's really blue. So this was the thing, because when I looked it up, I realized it's not just like, oh, it's dark navy, so some people can be all that. No, it is like royal blue. Mm -hmm. It is the box color blue. Yeah. So. It looks like more tigers have the the pink-black nose. It looks more like a house cat nose, as opposed to black. I mean, so. I don't think Tony the Tiger was aiming for realism. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> if his nose is black, you can't see the nostrils, though, because it's black nostrils and black nose. Whereas yeah. on the blue nose, you can see black nostrils. And if you did, like, a different color nostrils, then... Imagine if they did, like, orange nostrils. It'd be, like, the nostrils like that are a portal from hell. To hell. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have a fun way to tie this back in. Okay, and that is that I have had people say to me that their 
go-to end-of-the-night junk food is cereal. And I maintain that those people are crazy. Insane. Especially the ones that just want the dry cereal. I'm more on board if you're going to get a big bowl of cereal and pour milk on it, which has got protein in it, right? You're going you're gonna to shovel that in. That I can kind of get behind. It's got to be a non-healthy cereal, though. Big bowl of cereal, pour milk over it, freeze it, take the frozen block of cereal milk and cereal out, bread it, deep fry it. Now you've got drunk food. Right. <laughs> that checks. It's like um, fried ice cream. <laughs> but it's exactly. fried yeah. cereal. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it, I've never seen it done before. But my thing with this cereal is that it's too sweet. And as much as I love sweets, and I will have a bowl of cereal, especially like a bad cereal at any time, at the end of the night, I want salt. Yeah. Yep. Well, and all the alcohol that you're consuming is sugar-based, because that's yeah. how you create alcohol. So you basically have been drinking some form of sugar all evening, so you want to balance that out. Yeah. Plus, you're not dehydrated enough, so, you know, really. <laughs> 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 well, that's why water is the, the number one. And it, it always helps to take a break between drinks as well to get some, some water in you. It's not going to completely sort you out, but it's going to help. Yeah. You have a leg up on the competition. <laughs> <laughs> Rate your hangover on a scale of 1 to 10 low score wins. Hangover golf. Hangover golf. I was just thinking don't don't put don't put a leg over your competition without their permission. Yeah. <laughs> consent is key. <laughs> Enthusiastic <laughs> consent as well. Yes. <laughs> yes, get that leg over here. <laughs> You say that like that hasn't been said before. <laughs> so if you drag me kicking and screaming to the local cereal bar late at night or early in the morning, if I'm not enthusiastic. As not enthusiastic. It's not <laughs> I did not consent to this late night cereal. No, I, I, I agree. I think the main, well, we all know what water does to the body, but I think the main thing with the food is it puts other things running through your, your blood and circulatory system. So it doesn't make the alcohol go away, but it thins the effects out. Um, so I think the stodgier and the, the, the carby nature of it mm -hmm. is probably good. Yeah. And it doesn't matter. I mean, generally you try not to eat on it or drink on an empty stomach, not to eat on an empty stomach. That's the opposite. Mm -hmm. um, you try not to drink on an empty stomach, but Inevitably, as the night goes on, obviously your body is processing whatever food was there. So yeah, you are going to be hungry and want something. And it is, uh, yeah, it's just, it's just what your body wants. Yeah. And that, yeah, that 3 a.m. drink is going to hit you a lot harder than your 10 p.m. one because you have nothing else in your system. I'm just like the 3 a.m. drink. That's either you're still at the you're still at a dance club, or you're that person on the side of the street. Yeah, uh, most places in the U.S. you're not allowed to be that person on the side of the street. So most places in the U.K. it's frowned on to be that person. <laughs> <laughs> I always like the people who are still drinking as they stumble into whatever kebab shop or chicken shop. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They know what they they know what they need, but they're not willing to take a pause from. <laughs> I often find they're the more jovial type as well. Uh, like the ones who just come in completely smashed are mo 
I think more often in they're beyond their limits and in an angry, shouty way, as opposed to the people still drinking who are more often like, yeah, let's get a kebab on the way to the next stop. It depends. I found both. I found that some of them are like, somebody should have cut you off and you probably still have that in your hand because you got belligerent when they tried to cut you off. And I actually, my favorite are the happily tipsy, like, they can get themselves home safely. They've had a good night, but they've hit that like are open to having conversations with strangers. Like I'm not usually a have conversations with strangers type person, but I have found that, you know, after a night out in the kebab shop or whatever, a chicken shop, I will be that person who, if somebody cracks a joke, then you laugh and then you end up in a, like I was at the kebab shop a few weeks ago and there were these two men there. And they were in the happy tipsy, like clearly they'd stopped at a good point for them. And it was the middle of the week, I will admit this. And we all knew it was. <laughs> and the one guy made a comment about having to get all the way back home. And his friend was like, yeah, well, that sucks for you, doesn't it? And they turned to me and they're like, do you have to go far? And I was like, no, I came from where you're going to. And yeah, that sucks for you. <laughs> and he's like, oh, maybe I should just sleep here then. <laughs> yeah, a good interaction in a drunk food establishment is like halfway between an interaction in a bar and an interaction in the girls' room in a bar. Yeah. Yeah. It's not as welcoming and supportive, but you're still allowed to mingle. Yeah, you you don't assume they're trying to pick you up and you don't feel like you need to watch your drink, but you're also not, you know, exchanging numbers. Yep. Because the amount of times in a girl's room you end up exchanging like Instagram handles or something. So many people I follow and I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. There's like somebody on my Instagram just got married and I'm like, you look familiar, but I'm pretty sure I met you in a bar. Yep. 100%. <laughs> I don't know. All my interactions in the female restrooms at bars have been full of uh, shouting and shoving. So I don't have the same experience <laughs> as you two. I just wanted, he just wanted to know what lipstick you were wearing. I was told this was a supportive environment. <laughs> just need to have a small cry. It's fine. <laughs> I think my favorite person to talk to, though, when you're in any of the drunk food shops after is always the owner or the server because they know what's up and they generally are pretty jovial and find everyone hilarious. Yeah. Accurate. I don't think you stay working there outside of any like strong familial pressure um if you don't enjoy the late night scene and laughing at everybody that comes in yeah i mean it must be hours of entertainment i mean it's it's at least from eight till four yeah when i worked at the pizza place we didn't stay open super late for the like really late drunks but we still got sort of a later night crowd and yeah you're gonna have the obnoxious ones but generally people's conversations later at night they think they're brilliant, but they're not at all. They're just hilarious. <laughs> like, there is a very big distinction between the two. <laughs> Since we're metaphorically in a kebab shop, maybe we should talk about the actual topic of the podcast. <laughs> talk about the foods. <laughs> the actual food? <laughs> well, it's convenient for me because my number one is a kebab. There's, there's, there's not even a race. You get the greasy meat of your choice. You get some veg with it. You get... 
garlic sauce. You get a nice pita. Um, you can get it in a wrap. I think that's incorrect, but you know people are allowed to be incorrect. I prefer the wrap. It's it's just good. And if you get it with chips, you can put the chips with it in it with the bites. I think there's nothing nothing that beats it. For me, I don't know if I could actually choose a number one because it really depends on what I'm in the mood for. Same. Chicken's probably a close second, but it it can be too much grease without variety. Whereas the kebab, you get. Different textures and flavors and things all in one go. Yeah. I like a kebab. That, I guess, would usually be the easiest go-to, at least around us. But it's so big, I never finish it. I I mean, I'll end up saving like half of it and eating it later the next day or something. And I do love garlic sauce. So that is a, a definite check in the kebab column. Mm-hmm. But it really depends, because there are times when really all I want is some fried chicken. Yeah. I I don't know about you guys, but I just tend to get cravings when I've been drinking. So I just kind of follow wherever that leads me. Yeah. Sometimes, and this is weird, but like occasionally I'll get a craving for something spicy. Oh. No. So like a curry or something like kimchi based or... yeah. Like a taco or a burrito. I no, I, I never get spicy. You're already going to have indigestion and various repercussions. Why? Why would you add spice to the mix? I would really. I should track it and see if it's certain alcohols or if it's like. I don't know what it is about it or if it's the weather, but there are just certain times when it's like, man, I could really go for, like something just hot. Yeah, like in the Bernie way. We should make an app for this so you can chart your various variables and then see what the pattern is you know for they try <laughs> when they're trying to diagnose migraines and things they try to tell you to keep a chart of everything you eat in yeah. case that's it it's the same thing so it's like chart my drunk food if you've uh, if you've had mainly white wine then you actually really want chicken if you've had like mainly cocktails you want a kebab if you've been on the cider all night you want <laughs> a taco <laughs> I'm still more likely to want like a chicken sandwich than actual like a three piece chicken or something. If somebody could find a way to do fried chicken with a greater skin to meat ratio, that would be my go to junk food. You want to like pound it flat, stretch the skin out? I want more <laughs> breading. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, actually, the Taiwanese chicken shop in Chinatown, they, they, Pound the chicken flat and then bread it and fry it. They know what's up. I mean, let's be honest. As long as the breading's, if the breading's really good, it's kind of the best part of it. So exactly, exactly. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, but no, I, I never want. It's it's quite common in this country to want a curry. Um, you go for a curry after drinking, and I just I don't want anything spicy, and I don't like the sweet curries, and I don't want a big thing of rice. I love rice. In all its forms, but it's not what I want at the end of the night. I want pita, I want breading, I want a burger-style bread bun. I don't want rice. I mean, I kind of am a little bit all over the place, and I've never had curry after a night out, but kimchi fried rice Mm -hmm. can be fabulous after a night out. Yeah. The problem is, if you're going to make it yourself, because it's, I mean, it's pretty much impossible to get... At least in London. You have a hipster Um, cat flickering in and out on the green screen. 
Yeah, he's. They're <laughs> about to get into a fight. Good, good. Um. Oh, good. <laughs> they're they're doing the who who can clean who competition right now. Oh. But <laughs> yeah, the problem is if you really want it, and you don't have any old rice in your fridge. Or like a packet rice or anything. Because you can't really do it with fresh rice. No. I mean. I do sometimes desperately want a ramen. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but not like a nice ramen. I, I just want like a cheap packet thing. that's just got a salt bomb oh, as no. opposed to actual depth of flavor. I want to enjoy that when I'm sober. I sometimes want one like with the really thick pork that's practically gravy broth. Mm. She thick. But none of the ramen shops in this city stay open late. None of them stay open for drunks. And I'm sorry, but you are missing a golden opportunity. What are you doing? Honestly. There, and, like, I don't even need it to be fancy. Like, I will do, like, add that kind of, like, tempered tempered egg into it. Mm-hmm. And, like, it, it, if it's a packaged ramen and I've got some tempered egg in there, I am a happy camper. Yep. Yeah. Just cook an egg along with it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, no- noodles. Uh, that's not something I immediately would have thought of, but yeah, I do quite like no- but noodles. I think it's, as opposed to rice, it takes up more volume in your mouth. Mm-hmm. It's like a more satisfying per bite. I think the thing is when I want ramen as well, because actually sometimes I want like more of a miso base. I think what I'm looking for is the liquid bit, like having the soup, having a salty, a salty liquid hmm. to combat essentially a night of sugar liquid. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, in college, it was quite common to do the ramen because you didn't have anything else. Yeah. I think that's also where people's dry cereal come from. What do I have in the in the dorm? I have dry cereal, maybe milk. Now, if you're going with what you had in college, because I do feel like and this is going to sound like a really s- weird statement, but I feel as though my drunk food taste buds have matured. Yes. Oh, 100%. <laughs> Definitely. Because yeah. my go-to drunk food after a night out in college was a tin of Batman Chef Boyardee. <laughs> I don't know why Batman, I just really like the shapes, but... Well, it's more fun than just the circles from SpaghettiOs. Yeah. And I think it had the meatballs as well. Oh, no, the meatballs are no, no, no. Those are not... I don't know what those are, but they're not yeah. for... Oh, no, they're not actual meat. They're not for <laughs> animal consumption. <laughs> Yeah, it, they're just not for consumption. <laughs> yeah, they are. They are not good. Well, they weren't at least. I haven't had them for well over a decade. I still remember Chef Boyardee being the most delicious thing ever, and I have had it since, well sober and gone. What on earth did I think? But as a kid, obviously not drinking, I also thought that Chef Boyardee was delicious. Well. Also, I will point out the fact once again that we grew up in hipster households where that wasn't a thing we were kind of allowed to eat. So it was no something. I had to go to my friend's house. Yeah, yeah. You had to get it somewhere else. <laughs> you needed a different source. Yeah. I would go to my friend's house to play and then her mom would usually give us lunch and it was usually like SpaghettiOs and oh yeah. 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 That kind of stuff really shapes you. Mm-hmm. Into little Batman shapes. Well, I did not grow up in a traditionally hipster house, but we, we did not have SpaghettiO products in the house. Sometimes the Chef Boyardee raviolis. 
And that might be where my, my hatred of ravioli comes from. Because mm. it's not real ravioli. Like, it would have to be, like, Gordon Ramsay raviolis <laughs> in order for me to like it. I don't like raviolis, tortellini. I just, I don't like stuffed pasta. Oh, I love stuffed pasta. pasta. So good. No. If something, I don't like and, cheap stuffed pasta. Well, they often use ricotta cheese, and I don't like ricotta very much. Oh, oh. I love ricotta. Mm-hmm. Except in lasagna. That's, that's okay there, for some reason. Maybe because it's not stuffed, it's layered. <laughs> yeah, I like um, the like ricotta and spinach pasta. That that's delicious. We'll eat yeah. all that. Oh, that makes a really good drunk food, hot or cold. I like things with mushrooms, like a mushroom pizza or a mushroom pasta. Those are those tend to be good. I mean, good any time, but good good drunk food as well. Yeah, pizzas pizzas a good one. You know something I don't think I've ever had after a long night, but probably would be good, is uh, American barbecue. Maybe. I like, I think ribs or pulled pork would be good. Hmm. I'm not a huge grease person after a night out. Like, I mean, I get that pizza and, like, occasionally uh, fried chicken's almost a little too greasy. And I <laughs> think, for me, barbecue would fall under the too greasy. Hmm. Just assuming you have ribs in your fridge and that's what you're eating, but... Who doesn't keep ribs in the at the ready? <laughs> Duh. <laughs> Just go and grab one out for a snack. It's part of this balanced breakfast. Tony the Tiger endorses breakfast ribs. <laughs> I just, I think that... Oh, ribs and orange barbecue. juice. Barbecue. Ew. 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 I think that barbecue is too much of like a real meal. I'm not saying that the oh. other junk foods that we've got on this list wouldn't be a real meal, but... No, I just don't see myself being like, you know what, I'm gonna, uh, it's, you know, two in the morning, I could really go for some ribs. I think with chicken, I almost would prefer it to be like Korean fried chicken. And if that's the case, I want to be sober enough that I can go to the Korean fried chicken place and enjoy the meal. If I'm so uh, in need of sustenance, and I'm just going straight home, I don't want the chicken. I feel like I want to enjoy that. But I think this is also one of the things... Yeah, like with finding Chef Boyardee or like SpaghettiOs, delicious when you're drunk, and the fact that you can handle things. Because I don't tend to want. I mean, fried chicken. It depends, but I'm not getting the cheap fried chicken in like the middle of the day if I'm having a fried chicken craving. I'm going to like a nicer chicken place, like you said, mm-hmm. Korean fried chicken mm-hmm. or like a more gourmet type fried chicken place. And, like, same with kebab. I really want a kebab for, like, dinner or lunch. For I think it has to be that, like, overly salty, really tending towards the cheaper end of food. Because, like, I would say that I, like, Taco Bell tends to be a big go-to drunk food in the States. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's not exactly, you know, hitting it out of the park as far as gourmet flavor. Yeah, I mean, McDonald's is the same thing. Yeah, but it is, yeah, McDonald's chicken nuggets do not taste the same in the middle of the day as they do at like three in the morning. And it's just, I think it has to be, it can't be the, this is actually delicious tasting food. So that's why I think barbecue doesn't necessarily work, because that is good tasting food and you have your taste buds are are absolutely like your taste buds black out i think before the rest of you i concur 
I don't know what you're talking about. The Crunchwrap Supreme is delicious. <laughs> <laughs> it's very easy to eat. It's the best of everything. But if you want proper Mexican. I'm happy that Taco Bell is bringing back the Mexican pizza. I used to, <laughs> I used to get Mexican pizzas all the time. I don't know why they got rid of it. I can see from Retro Denim Jacket's face that she does not know what the Mexican pizza is. No, I still, as we figured out earlier, have not been to Taco Bell, so. Why? I don't know. We didn't really do fast food growing up. Look, there's some very easy things to tick off a bucket list. That's one of them. Oh, the Crunchwrap Supreme or the Mexican pizza? Oh, well, I recommend both, but just no going to Taco Bell. <laughs> I'm still confused. What is a Mexican pizza, though? <laughs> It, it, the name it says what it, it is what it says on the tin. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so so puzzled by that. Just oh. Google it, Taco Bell Mexican pizza. You'll get an image. Uh, Jesus, okay. Still, well, I can't really describe it. Just it's easier to look at it. It's a Mexican pizza. It's very culturally appropriate, I'm sure. It's like hard shell taco in, in a circle without bending it, so it's a circle and oh. you get tomatoes on it, beef on it. Yeah, you remember the thin the thin crust pizza from Pizza Hut? Uh-huh. How it was like a cracker? Yep. It's that. That's what it looks like. It's delicious. And it's two things stacked with taco meat in the middle. Yep. That is what I didn't understand. It's delicious. It's more of a lasagna than a pizza. See what bothers me about Taco Bell's Mexican pizza is that Growing up, we used to get a taco pizza from the local pizza place. Mm. That does sound delicious. And that was pizza with like a ground like beef, but like taco seasoned, and then lettuce and tomato, and I think crushed up chips. It sounds delicious. Like corn chips. I can't remember though. It was delicious. This pizza cuts the roof of my mouth. <laughs> I also feel like I should mention that the photo of this is someone wearing a t-shirt that says, I brought back Taco Bell's Mexican pizza with a photo of it while eating the Taco Bell Mexican pizza. Nice. Apparently there was a big deal about uh, them taking it away. I've never had it. Yeah, it made USA Today. I don't know why they did. Insanity. It is insanity. Yeah. It'd be like if Arby's took away the roast beef sandwich. I don't think so. I think if Taco Bell took away like their tacos. No, who gets their tacos? No one. Only kids a get their tacos. People. No, only kids. And, and when you have to feed a lot of people, you get that 64 party pack. That's when you get tacos. Nobody goes in there. They're all getting the chalupas and the gorditas and the crunch wraps and the, the burritos. No one's getting tacos. Yeah, but they're- Mexican pizza, churros, nachos. You can get the tacos for pretty cheap. I remember that in high school. Yes, yes. Because you could get. Like a couple of tacos, I think, for a dollar or something. Yeah. They Ooh, nice. That would be actually the 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 basic Taco Bell soft shell taco. No Supreme. Just that I could probably do two or three of those late in the evening, early morning. That would probably work for me. Mm-hmm. Uh in terms of like more appetizer type stuff, I think mozzarella sticks are very good. Uh, Ooh, mozzarella sticks are a good late night. But they're, but they're, they're, I think might be a bit of an exception because they're good anytime. Maybe not breakfast, but they, they are. are. They are. But but they're very good drunk. They're very they're good. Salty, they're crunchy, they get the marinara. They're a risk, though. They're a risk when you're drunk. Choking hazard? 
because you want to just like dive into whatever food and they will burn the roof burn. of your mouth. Oh. Mm-hmm. Also slightly dangerous if you're lactose intolerant, because I don't know about you guys, but if I mix lactose intolerant and alcohol, it is sometimes a terrible idea. Oh. Sometimes, though, it's an alcoholic milkshake, and it's a brilliant idea. (laughs) (laughs) And you spend the next day uh, in, yeah, uh, on the floor in the bathroom. But, like, worth it. You regret it. But worth it. <laughs> but, like, you don't... The worst part is you don't regret it. It's just oh, no. that the after effects suck. And there is no <laughs> amount of lactose pills that are... No. Oh, no. so... Oh, I'm not feeling well today, guys. Sorry, I'm not going to be able to come. Oh, what's uh, how, what's what's wrong? Oh, I had I was out drinking last night, and then I had mozzarella sticks. Oh, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry about it. You'll see your cousin another time for their fifth birthday. <laughs> <laughs> They'll if understand. You're not pre-gaming a fifth birthday party. Are you really living? <laughs> uh, if you're just an attendee and not a parent or responsible adult attending, yes, <laughs> you should. Exactly. It's, it's advisable. I know we're saying that it, it usually has to be uh, a salty food, but I will admit that there are a couple of sweet things that will make it into my drunk, and one of them is. The mozzarella sticks made me think of this, and I don't know why. Donuts. Ugh. Yeah, f- fresh donuts, but it's hard to get them. That, but yeah, donuts are pretty good. Donuts are good anytime. Donuts are good anytime. Not yeah. like just like the dough-based donuts or the cream-filled ones. Are they usually all fair like game? a dough-based donut? I'm talking like the. I think the dough. Yeah. 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 I'm not really the- actually. Um, I'm not really looking for a Boston cream. No, no. I'm. I might be. That might be my exception. I love those. You're looking for like a crispy, a crispy cream basic, or like those balls, the donut but, holes. Yeah, but like the beignets. There we go. Oh, oh. beignets. Yeah. Because it's mostly it's mostly dough. I believe I might have pronounced them beignets in a previous podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! No, you didn't. I thought they were veignets. I've never seen the word written out, and they're You've not. Never seen it written they're out. They're not part of my normal lexicon. No, I, I had to. I didn't. I didn't hear about them until we were watching um, one of Sophia Nygaard's uh, Disneyland things videos. I oh, think that's the first. Oh. That's the first time I think I've ever heard the word. And that was hmm. uh, two years Have ago. Have you guys been to that? New Orleans? No. Nope. No, we haven't. It's too hot. Not in the winter. There is this thing. In the in the vein of of donuts, and I do they have Christmas trees in the bayou? I'm sure they do. Uh, most of the decorations are usually like tinsel and stuff like that. It's not lame. <laughs> I mean, they all have like it's it's a very like veranda based like decorations in the city. So it's not like you're gonna stick a tree out there. Yeah, it's not like people are sticking trees on their front porch up north either. I think it's. I think it's wrong to celebrate Christmas in a hot climate. And I know that alienates half of the world. A lot of people. Yeah. Well, actually, most of the world's population lives north of the equator. So, But if we accept that there is south of the equator, couldn't do it. Couldn't do Christmas in LA. accept that? How much of this am I going to have to cut because you just decided to insult half the planet? <laughs> a bunch. A bunch. Anyway. Yeah, all of our listeners in, in, in Bogota. In the same vein as a donut, 
but unfortunately, it's harder to get at night. A vignette? <laughs> no. A vignette? Shut up. <laughs> it's a vein- Stop talking. It's a vignette. <laughs> Is the the uh, so I've tended to get them more the next morning if like I've been out drinking and then I'm on my way to work or something. Is the Chinese fried dough stick things? I don't know what they're called, but they're not even sweet. They're literally just dough in a stick and it's fried and it's so good. And if I could have those. On my way home after a night out, they would probably be a regular go-to. And Top I tier. Probably regret that because they're awful for you. What mm. fried thing? No drunk food is good for you. No one's eating yeah, celery. I, this is literally a a heart attack disguised as a baked good. Okay, but is Krispy Kreme not the same way? Because let's be honest, you're not just having one of those. I actually think Krispy Kreme might be healthier than this. You can't wring a Krispy Kreme out and get more grease. I had a pulled pork breakfast sandwich between two Krispy Kremes. <gasps> you what? had one of those? I did. <laughs> oh my that god. That sounds terrible. Like fried egg, pulled pork, Crisp, like crispy cream cut in half yeah. and sandwiched on the. Oh no! It was so fabulous. Yeah. No. That like if if you're not a fan of the sweet and salty, it's not the way to go. But if you like sweet and salty, and I do like salted caramel and all that kind of stuff, it is divine. I've seen the ones um, that they do like basically a chicken patty, mm-hmm. and those look delicious as well. Oh, so good. Yeah. Why do you put a fried egg on pulled pork? It's the morning. That's where your issue is. That's my number one issue is the egg (laughs) ruining the pork. Yes. I like all of those. I like the Krispy Kreme glazed donut. I like pulled pork. I like fried eggs. Was Was it a Krispy Kreme? I don't like them together. Or was it two Krispy Kremes? She said it was cut in half. Okay. Okay. That's better. I think, yeah, because two of them would have been too much sugar. And you wouldn't be able to get your mouth around that. But they, they collapse, though, so you could have... <laughs> no, they, they squish. It, it was not an easy way to eat. Like, it was not a cute way to eat it. It was like a <laughs> shove it in your face, take as large bites as you can because it's going to fall apart, and don't don't let go of it. Once you, once you pick this sandwich up, do not put it down. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of sandwiches out there that are like that, where it's like, <laughs> Once you have it in your hands, you can't put it back down. And yeah. I do struggle with that sometimes. Excuse, excuse it's me, hard. Miss, your, your toddler is escaping the restaurant. It's going to have to risk it. <laughs> Sorry, I've committed. <laughs> I have no arms free to pick them up. We were at um, Five Guys one time, and the little girl had ordered, I think it was just the regular, ha- like the regular single patty hamburger, but still, she couldn't get her mouth around it. And her dad literally crushed it down, and everyone around was looking. And it was maybe it was the double. Either way, it was huge, and he crushed it so that she could get it into her mouth, and people actually clapped. Oh my god! That's and amazing. I don't even mean that in a forum type of way, like, and then everyone clapped. No, a couple people were watching this <laughs> because it was this ongoing saga of. Like, well, a lot of us were standing in line. It was just like saga of this poor girl trying to figure out how to eat it before her dad finally was like, that's it. And he just squished it. <laughs> wow. 
That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. That's nice. I have that problem with my dad's burgers. Bless his heart, but he makes them so thick mm-hmm. that I'm, like, really glad I, I can get, like, there are many people who struggle to fit it in their mouths. Well, let's take that out of context. Including him, which is why I don't understand. <laughs> she said. <laughs> I was trying not to make it dirty and I was unsuccessful. <laughs> I don't, uh, I'm less a fan of the thick patties. I like the thinner ones on average. If it's a drunk food, I especially want the thin, like yeah. smashed burgers. Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, burgers isn't really a go-to for me, but like it's... It's probably above chicken. The problem is, the places that are open that late, burger is not their main offering. It's like something they offer for people who don't want the kebab or chicken. And it's never... It's a frozen patty. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's not their best work. They usually forget it's on the grill. Yeah. It's Or it's been stashed in the back for that one person who comes in. So they're just like, we're going to cook it now and not have to worry about it. Yeah. I know the kebab shop down the road does have actual beef, like fresh beef in the fridge. But they also have, like, the proper... They only break it out for special occasions. Shish and all of that. So, they've got more of... I do think, though, that if you order a chicken burger, you get it from the freezer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No one's taking the time to make a chicken burger. Yeah. Unless it's a fried chicken shop, in which case it's an actual piece of fried chicken between yeah, buns. Yeah, it's fried chicken. We used to have, when I was a kid, we used to have these fried chicken patties in the freezer. And then you just put them in, like, the toaster oven for a little while, and they got nice and crispy. It was made it's a chicken nugget. It's like, you know, ground up chicken. Sounds like a fire hazard. Yeah. No. What? But it's greasy, and you're putting it into the toaster. Oven. Toaster oven. Oh, okay. Not the toaster. Okay. I still don't trust those. They scare me. What has it done to you? I don't know. It's like a tiny oven, but more dangerous and on your counter. And there's no venting. You had an easy bake oven as a kid. Oh. Yeah, but that was cooking with a light, not cooking it's with hot It's basically a glorified. What a toaster oven is just yeah, it's just electric coils. It's it's a toaster on its side. It's not a mini oven. It's just basically, it's it's. An easy bake oven is just a glorified toaster oven. Well, okay, but like on the point that it's just a toaster on its side, that's fine. I don't get nervous when people are making toast in a toaster oven. Like a projector. It's as soon as they're putting dishes in there, like heating up pie or anything that's slightly sugary and flammable or, you know, some kind of meat. It's just, no, no, danger, Will Robinson. How do you feel about electric ovens? Slightly nerve-wracking. <laughs> <laughs> you should see it with an electric stove. <laughs> Aren't most ovens electric-based? Quite a lot are gas in the States. Just how do you figure out how hot the coil is? I think it's getting, you're getting more you, people switching over to electric. Where's the flame for the oven and the gas? I've never seen a gas oven. You have like a pilot light and then it's... The stove for the hot, I don't, yeah. No, like the oven, yeah. like my parents' mm-hmm. oven. Oh. At least I'm pretty sure. 
It's not like an open flame. It's usually got like a bottom, like a regular oven would have, but it's like vents and there's a flame underneath. Huh. I mean, I could be completely wrong, but I'm pretty sure my parents is all gas. Right. I'm sure you'll get a call this week. Yeah. This weekend to tell you you're right <laughs> or wrong. Yeah, mom, mom, correct me if I'm I'm wrong on this. I don't know how to cook things. I, or, I don't know what your oven... I don't know how to run your oven. I just know how to cook things in it. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, I don't... <laughs> it gets hot. You put things in. You set a timer. I feel like I've turned the oven on there, and it, I didn't have to turn a pilot light on or anything. Like, I didn't have to do, like, the click, click, click just for the top to light the burners. Yeah, now that I think about it, I don't know. I just assumed their whole thing was gas. Ours is electric, isn't it? Yeah, but so is our... Yeah, our hot. fine. Which also makes me nervous. But our previous one was gas, the hob, hob. What was the? Yeah. Wait, why does the the electric the electric hob makes you nervous? Yeah, I just can't tell how hot it is. No, that's fair. It's not great. You know how like it's a very distinctive yeah. mm-hmm. about how much flame is underneath. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Yes. And I kind of um, what's those f- newfangled ones with the induction? Induction. Induction. Thank you. Those also make me slightly nervous. I mean, it's more scientific, so I guess that makes a little more sense to me, but it also makes me nervous. I've never cooked on one. I like when they have, when the it changes color, so you know that that's hot. Yeah. I don't like, like, ours here doesn't change doesn't color. Doesn't change color. So you don't know which burner was hot. And I don't, I don't like that. That's... It's terrifying. It will get red in the middle if you turn it on and forget to put a pot over it. Then it then it glows red. But if you have a pot over it, the heat transfers and it just looks like the same black as it was. I found that out um, today when I was Trying making rice. One on? nice. <laughs> I was making rice on the front burner and somehow turned both oh, on. Oh, I thought I smelled burning. You did. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing was burning. It was just the heat. It was the heat with nothing to go. I was in a meeting and I was like, I can smell yeah. burning. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, do I leave the meeting to check that the flat's not burning down or do I just well, power through? Well, I knew through? he was in there, so I figured it was okay. I didn't hear screaming. I was like, man, this, this pot is really, <laughs> it's, this is really, this is, right, the rice shouldn't be smoking. What is happening? <laughs> <laughs> when, when somebody comes flailing down the, down the hallway on fire, they say, hey guys, I'm really sorry. I'm just going to have to jump out of this meeting real quick. <laughs> like a sim just running down the hallway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's difficult too, though, because, when it's summer and we have the window open, you can smell so much out from the street, so it's so hard to tell. Yeah. The perfume ghost is back. Oh, again? Yeah. Does the perfume ghost always wear the same perfume? Yeah. Well, no, it's a slightly different perfume this time, I think. But either way, somebody... Yeah, there's a committee. Listeners, during the summer, somebody hangs out in front of our, our building with the strongest perfume in the world. If you can smell, if I can smell your perfume when I'm in the third floor and you're on the street, it's too much perfume. Well, don't you eventually stop being able to smell it on yourself? I think that's the thing. You stop being able to smell it on yourself, so you keep using more. Yep. Change up your perfumes, people. Or aftershaves. 
Yeah. Don't make the rest of us suffer. I should not be able to smell your perfume on a main road three, four floors up in the sky. I think it's probably a perfume ghost. Yeah. An apparition. Only comes out in the summer. Well, it's hot in ghost town. Oh, so you think the ghost is trying to cover up, like, perspiration? Oh. Do you think it's, like, B.O. ghost? No. <laughs> and and their ghost friends told them, so now they're perfume ghosts? No, I was thinking where they were was hot, so they left. That's why we can <laughs> smell them. Oh. Okay, I see where you're going with this. B.O. ghost. <laughs> <laughs> if I ever see one, I will question... Whether or not, first of all, get excited because yay proven theories, but also ask them whether B.O. ghosts exist because I will now forever remember that. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, do you ever tell your ghost friends that they, like, you know, whiff a little? <laughs> if you were a good friend, you would. Yeah. Yeah. It's like spinach in your teeth. Friends. Yeah, but if they were a good friend, they wouldn't let them go out with that much perfume either. Friends don't let but- friends... Once you offend other people, olfactory wise. But once once you've sprayed, that's kind of it. You'd have to shower. Yeah, but that would also solve the bo issue. Perfume's often the last thing to put on, right? Or one of. So you're all all ready with your girlfriends, and then somebody sprays, and it's so quick you don't have a chance to jump in front of it like an action hero style. So well, if you're putting perfume on your pulse points. And you're not doing that, you know, spray it and walk through it or spray it all over yourself. Like, I don't know, like you think it's invisibility mist or something. You can wipe some of it off with isopropyl alcohol. If needed. Yeah. Well, and the other thing is if you're putting perfume on your pulse points, it's really not that hard to double check your armpits and put on deodorant if you need it. Yeah. It's the people who spray it all over themselves, like, what are you doing? And there was a woman doing it on the bus the other day. And she, of course, because she's spraying it all over herself. She's also hitting everyone behind her. Oh, no. Like, oh, jeez. Yeah. And doing it in public is weird to me as well, because basically what you're saying is, hey, I think I smell. Doing it in public is kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's just the thing is like, be kind to the people around you. That's terrible. What did they do? If you think you smell, they don't realize. Go into the bathroom and do it. They don't realize it's offensive or they do and they're selfish. No. Yeah. I think it's that they think it's a great smell and they think everyone else appreciates it just as much as they do. Yeah. Most people don't care enough about others. But the rest of us haven't. Burned the insides of our nostrils out with that particular perfume yet, so tone it down. Well, my grandmother was a lifelong smoker, and then she quit later when the doctor said, you're going to die if you don't. So she did. And then she she said um, she didn't realize how offensive the smell was mm. until she stopped. And the, uh, When you live with something, you don't notice. Yeah. This is yeah. my perpetual fear that, like, I don't notice that our cats smell or something, you know? That has definitely happened to me, like, especially during the pandemic with, like, a litter box or whatever, or if mm-hmm. I was doing a long weekend and didn't leave the house that it did not realize until I went to go pick up food for myself. And I'm like, yep. oh, that needs to be changed. And you come back in and you're like, oh, yep. That's <laughs> a debut album. That needs <laughs> to be changed. Ooh, that needs to be changed. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't found many opportunities here. I'm... 
I don't know. I think there was a couple, well, but I was wondering. I, no, I I didn't say it, so I've, yeah. I've Has the research department fallen the... fallen back on their job. I'm on vacation. Okay. He he is actually on vacation. Alright then. And has spent pretty much every day since mid Friday afternoon announcing he's on holiday. Yeah, but now I'm in nice. that now I'm in that awful period where it's because I've got two weekend, one weekend, a week, and a weekend, and now it's 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 Tuesday night. Spoilers, and I feel like oh, my vacation's <laughs> coming to an end. Oh, this is it drives me nuts that this happens. Like people do this whole like oh, it's almost over. Like every weekend, it's like woohoo, it's the weekend. Oh, it's almost over. Yeah, it's the same every weekend. Friday night and then <laughs> Saturday morning are the best. After that, it's all downhill. No, Sunday's great. You just sit around and do nothing. Mm-hmm. No, because you're worrying about work the next day. Well, you have to train yourself not to. It's going well. You have to, you have to <laughs> think about how... Well, you have to not think. I think that's the actual... Okay. Things just I get don't, the Monday scaries on Monday. Things yeah. I don't like about Sunday. Nothing is open regular hours. I'm not a church-going person. I hate Sunday lunch. So, yeah, there's really not much worth getting up for on Sunday. Brunch? Yeah. Saturday. N- no. Who said you only have to have brunch on just Saturday? Yeah. I do. You've not been this brunching is, right. This is why the cats never get their brunch. <laughs> oh, sun- Sunday's the worst day of the week. No. I-, I like Sunday. I mean, I prefer Saturday, but... I like Sunday. This is why I, I, I'm an advocate for the four-day work week, because then you can have Saturday and Sunday to actually relax, and then you have yeah the third day off to do chores or whatever. That's the problem. And people are more productive during a four-day work week anyways. So what's the holdup? Yep. You, can't, you can't convince uh, Captain Corporate. It also saves money for a lot of corporate people, because like for a lot of corporations, because they don't have to run as, like, Full electric, full heating, all of that, five days a week. There's literally no downside. I don't get it. This is what I don't get about the new hybrid work week, is that everyone seems to be splitting their hybrid up in a way that means they still have their office open for five days a week. Correct. But for less people in there. Correct. I don't see the issue. So you're still turning on everything, running at full capacity, but not at full capacity. <laughs> Makes perfect sense. Why are you wasting the money? And the electricity? Seriously bonkers. Nope. Yeah. There's loads of offices that could shut down. Not all can, mm-hmm. but if you can, why aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> well, do the hybrid work week, but just don't do it five days a week. That might be a debut album as well. <laughs> If you can, if you can why, why aren't, aren't you? you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, here's your friendly hipster at home team, and we've solved uh, corporate England and America. God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're solving the corporate work week, saving you guys money. Thank you for coming to our TED Talk. Yeah. And enjoying drunk food. Yes. Reducing our carbon footprint, because that whole ozone layer thing seems to be okay now but we never expected the climate to be destroyed and it's gonna be <laughs> oh my god you with the ozone layer <sighs> we patched it all right just like we're gonna patch up an ending to this thing do not make that a transition oh
<laughs> well, have we? I mean, is there are there any other foods we really enjoy that we haven't talked about yet? I guess there's the obvious, like you get home and open a bag of crisps or something. But I was thinking more. It's never hits the spot. That's too basic. Just it doesn't hit the spot. No, it doesn't. But like, it if it's it. there and it's the only thing. If I'm going for a smaller, Are you choosing crisps or I'm the not celery. Super hungry. Crisps or celery. <laughs> If I'm going, if I'm going something smaller and I'm not like super hungry, it's probably going to be picking up some chips, like fries, or peanut butter or nut butter on some on like bread. <laughs> Tehehe, nut butter. Nut butter. Oh god. Wait, <laughs> did Heritage Avocado Toast just say celery or chip? Yeah, he's trying to cause a fight. No, no, I'm saying if you get home and you only have crisps or celery, which are you going for? Oh. Oh. Okay. I God, thought I thought you were talking about both of them. I like me some celery. Actually, I thought you'd become a forum Celery troll. with some peanut butter yeah. or celery with cream cheese would be okay. No, that's not a drunk food though. Nope. No, but they're crunchy. That's a No, that's, that's a mid-afternoon snack. snack. Yeah, yeah, but it's yes. crunchy, it's fatty. I think it would it, it Look, if you were stranded on a desert island and all you had when you were drunk <laughs> and all you had was celery, um, from the Bloody Marys. Then this is a really crap dessert Peanut island. Peanut butter and yeah. cream cheese from that drink we haven't invented yet. I think that would be my drunk food on, on a deserted island. Uh, no. 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 Anything on celery is an afternoon snack. If you're going to yeah. have peanut butter or nut butter or cheese spread or anything like that, as a drunk food, it needs to go on bread. Or crackers if you don't have bread. You mean toast. I need some of those carbs. Yeah, exactly. I think it's That's what it comes what you down to. You're looking for the carbs. carbs. Celery is loaded with carbs. Let me find There's out how many carbs are in carbs? celery. A bacon sandwich. Yeah. Just disappointed size. Disappointed what? Size. She's disappointed in size. Okay. <clears throat> so the research department <laughs> has confirmed how many carbs are in celery. <clears throat> Celery is an extremely low in digestible carbs. <laughs> so it doesn't work. It's not going to soak up the alcohol. No. It's not going to solve your problem. Look, look a, a no. serving of chopped celery, one cup contains three grams of carbs. There you go. That's a lot. Three. That sounds like a lot. No, that's a not a lot. A cup of celery? A whole <laughs> cup of crackers. <laughs> And you have a problem. <laughs> get your get your bread, you know, because generally we've got a nice loaf of sourdough or something in the house. Even if it's the ends of the bread, that's perfectly fine. Slap some peanut butter on that. Yeah, toast <laughs> or it. Or almond butter or Nutella. Just not in your toaster oven. We had Nutella pizza last night. Oh, did it have marshmallows on it? No, it just had Nutella. So we got pizza last night. Yeah. And I will say that I wasn't drunk, but I was in a, I was highly craving. Sometimes I just really crave the extra salt that comes from anchovy. Mm -hmm. So I got in one with anchovy. Unfortunately, this place doesn't use anchovies fillets that uses anchovy paste. Very different. Oh. I ended up having to scrape some of that off. But anyway, we also ordered the dessert pizza, because it was there, <laughs> it made us giggle, so we got it. And it was basically pizza dough with Nutella on it. 
it was it was very tasty. And I finished the rest of it of my my portion of it. I didn't finish last night. Finished the rest of this morning. The Nutella tasted like it was fresh out of the tub, but that dough was stale as hell. Oh no! But it could have done with something else on it, like fruit or something. Fruit, marshmallows, just something for a little extra mouthfeel, you know? Yeah, Break yeah. up the monotony. Actually, speaking of college drunk food, to circle back to that for a hot second, my favorite college drunk food was the Snyder's pretzel snaps with Nutella on them. And I just mm. used to dip it in. Huh. Mm-hmm. Like chips into sour cream. Interesting. Yeah. I could see that. Now I want sour cream. Now I want pretzels dipped in Nutella. I know. I was <laughs> even a little bougie back then. Yeah. No Skippy peanut butter for me. No, I'd like Nutella. No, Skippy is like cane sugar with a sprinkling of peanut in it. Oh, Skippy is terrible. It is. Jif is better. Jif is much better. Or GIF, depending on how you want to pronounce it. <laughs> that was a J. It's not a moving little video. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. I don't have an outro. Um, oh. is, that, well, is that a future hat problem? <laughs> I think it's a current hat no, problem No, it's not now. a future. I'm not re-recording. <laughs> I have an outro. Okay. Whoa! Do we have a transition or am I just doing it and you're going to figure it out? Can you do a transition with your outro? Nope. Okay, just dive oh. in. We'll make it work. <laughs> make it work. <laughs> I think that's what happens with a lot of <laughs> with a lot of drunk plans. You just dive in and make it work. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Well, thanks for joining us as we discussed our favorite foods after a late night of imbibement. We'd love to hear your favorites as well. So if you like what you're hearing, give us a rating, drop us a like or follow. And if you're looking for more hipster content, head on over to the blog at hipsterathome.co.uk. Bye now. Bye. Bye. Are you ready? Yep. Yeah. All right, let's get pumped. Oof.